is formerly known as Killing the Business Worldwide. I am your host, Vic Muscat. With me today is the one and only Mad Mex, the midget hardcore legend, and the Irish one, Brian Murray. Gentlemen, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good evening. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving, whoever celebrated it. Garbage fucking shit up in the background now. Bad news happened during my Thanksgiving. Found out the Young Bucks has trademarked a couple of killing the businesses, I guess, phrases, whatever. I know one of which was killing the business wrestling, killing the business incorporated. And apparently, and I have not read this to be true, but all sides are pointing killing the business worldwide. I know that um, the past couple episodes, you can look into YouTube that it says there's a copyright violation to them. I don't know what I did. At first, I didn't know what I did to trigger it. And I put the logo of killing the business worldwide and boom, copyright it. Yes, that's how it was the UFC belt at first. What was that? I thought it was the UFC belt at first. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, and I also I thought then, then I thought it was it could have been the alcohol. I I thought it was the UFC logo at first. Yeah. So I put up like a different logo, but up the globe, and it says like killing the business worldwide. That got flagged. Probably because we called them cunts on it. So now it's so, so I was just like, what the heck's going on here? I didn't know what was going on here, but I was like, I'll enjoy Thanksgiving and figure everything out later. And then I saw the article about how young books have copywritten. And I know I get it. I mean, I I paid for like a year for the killing the business worldwide to be copywritten underneath my name, but it was so damn expensive. And I was like, what are the odds of them just trying to copyright everything that's wrestling-related, killing the business? And I guess the odds were better than I thought they were. There's a chance I could just keep on doing it and not get sued or looked into. But A, do I want to take a chance? And B, the show's episodes don't travel as far. It does not spread throughout the world as far if there's a copyright violation to connect it to it. And let's be honest, they're 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 linked to the second biggest wrestling company in the, in America. I won't say the world because they're not. Um and this is a well provisionally a wrestling podcast. And if you ever want to have people from the uh AEW come on, the quickest way to stop that happening would be to refuse to take it down. Or refuse to change it. Like it sucks. But like sucks, but I mean it's still gonna cost me like close to two hundred bucks to rebrand everything. But we've decided that we are going to KTB media, killing the business media. Just we're not gonna call it killing the business media, just KTB media. We ran through this through 
Siva's copy written. It is not. The closest one that comes to comes close to KTP Media is a YouTube channel in Zimbabwe. But it's like KTP Media Television. Which it won't be television, just media. Right. Right now, that's the way we're going to go. Just KTP Media. And don't worry about calling different names or anything. The other name that came close that was considered because my wife is going nuts. We had dinner around Thanksgiving dinner at 2 o'clock our time. So around 4 or 5 o'clock, everyone was gone. It was just a family. And of course, I'm like on my phone on the computer like, shut up now. I'm the holiday. The other name that we thought about was Under the Influence with Vic. That's good. But we was like, KTB Media, we were already using that time time to time on Facebook. And we decided, you know, we had this already gone. We already had gone. We already had some graphics for it. Let's just roll with that right now. And that's the direction. The webpage, though, is going to have a special section of like the projects I've done. Like killing the business worldwide and killing the business wrestling podcast. I thought about doing killing the business podcast. That got flat. I think the term, if I use it, spell it out loud, killing the business, that's what's getting flat. KTB is kind of like KTB could be anything. So we're going towards the KTB BS name for now. And hopefully. It was stick for longer than two and a half years. Two and a half. Years. That's the thing that gets me. You had it for two years, uh, two and a half years, and it bang out of the blue. This happens. It's business. I mean, don't, I, I don't blame the young bucks. I don't. I mean, I think it will be. More, I mean, me personally, it's like when I was finding out KTP Media, first thing I did was, was it flagged for copyright? No. But I also showed the common courtesy at typing it through Google to make sure I wasn't like mm-hmm. stepping over anyone. Right. So I think that that's common courtesy, but it's business. I get it. Good. Yeah. Who did you reach out to in August? Way longer? AEW for interviews. And you would have put killing the business. So they yeah. would have seen your content. It would have been flagged because you got a response, correct? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. This kind of sucks. I, mean, I have 170 episodes, <laughs> and now it's like, okay, I got to switch gears now. I mean, for a while, I didn't know if I should start from like new playlists, new everything. I am not on the Spotify network yet. I am not doing new playlists. I'm just going to be, this episode is going to be the explanation of why the rebrand, 
And I feel like John Tapper of Gordon Ramsay's here. You know, looking at my restaurant or bar, saying, this is shit, and then rebranding it. I really feel that way. And these shirts I have are warm. So I don't care what anyone says about, oh, it's still here with the business. This is a warm shirt. I'm not going to give up a fucking warm, warm shirt. It's, it's cold in Vermont. Fuck that. <laughs> But it's still going to be, we're going to keep on keeping on with stuff. You know, just a different name. That would be two titles, two projects I got forced out of. Now, Mr. Murphy, how long have you been in the business and what, you know, if you were trained or anything like that, who got who's the one that trained you? No, I never trained. Just a fan, just a really big fan. Uh, never trained. Oh, just a fan. Just a fan. Yeah. No, I've I've um. I I'll be careful what I say. I worked one time with a really prominent Irish wrestler. He's really big in America. I won't I won't say his name. Uh, and uh, I went to a, I went to a, uh, I went to one, I went to two, two training sessions in Wicklow, Brian Wicklow. And at the time, I mean, I was fit as a fiddle. I was playing football and I was playing Olympic handball and it broke me up. It was the most toughest thing I ever did. Ever two training sessions and it was just it was torture, but mainly just the fun. Now my question to you: Do you believe that wrestling is fake? No, no, because no, no, no is my answer. It's scripted. Yeah, well, okay, already. <laughs> huh? I like you already. It's it's scripted, <laughs> but like here, look at this. I love the Sopranos. Okay, the Sopranos is scripted. Okay, so why this is what pisses me off about wrestling? Why can't a grown man, thirty eight year old man, like wrestling? I'm allowed to love the Sopranos, and people will say, "Oh yeah, you're cool for liking the Sopranos." The Sopranos is fake. Tony Sopranos is not real. It's written. It's written from the start to the finish. Wrestling, to me, is an, uh, it's multiple things. It's sport. It's entertaining. It's entertainment. It's art. Like, what other, uh, out, and outside, outside, I understand a lot of wrestlers pass away due to steroid abuse that they do to their body. But outside of wrestling, uh, so outside of that, what other sports has their athletes' bodies be absolutely decimated? Like I've I've met multiple wrestlers, people who've even wrestled just in Ireland for a couple of years, and their bodies are destroyed at like you know thirty one or thirty two. That's not fake. You can't fall off a ladder, or fall even from. This table onto the small bit of the floor without hurting yourself. 
doesn't matter. You know, I just, I it, it grinds my gears when people call wrestling fake. And it grinds my gears when people uh, criticize grown men for loving wrestling. That's the thing that it gets to me too when people say, well, it's fake. Getting hit in the head with the chair. Numerous number of times, I lost count on my concussions that I had. The doctor said, he goes, I, I couldn't count how many you had. He goes, it's he goes, it's way in the high double digits that I know of. He goes, and I, you know, he goes, I just lost count. I mean, I'm 57, gonna be 58. And I've already had a hip replaced. I've got the deteriorating disc in the lower part of my back. I've got a, my neck is kind of jammed, is what they told me. I'm going death in the right ear. I need my right rotary cup, my right elbow fixed. I got tendonitis in both arms, cataracts in both eyes, did a C scan on me, and they claimed that I have. I don't know how they predicted, but they said I got 9% damage, brain damage, and I suffered a stroke. And I don't know how on earth that, you know, I know I have uh, concussions, multiple, because, you know, they tell you, you know, put your hands up for the chair shot. I'm like, no, it ain't happening, right? Yeah, you need to protect yourself. I'm like, if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. I said, if I can remember that, that's all I can say. And I got, I've been concertoed. I've been uh, DT'd on a chair. I've been tall-drived on a chair. I've had chairs thrown at my face full force. And, I mean, I don't, I don't ever put my hands up because to me, they're going to say, oh, that's fake. And no, it's not. I mean, my mother told my mom, my mother told my wife on her deathbed not to let me shave my head. Wait a second, Max, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but, but wait a second. If you put your hands up for a chair shot, how is that not fake how's that fake because it's like if someone if let's say brian comes around with a chair and he swings real life doesn't like you and swings to try to hit you with a chair what are you going to do in real life put your hands up and try to block it that's real life that's why i don't like Rick Flair said the best when he recently did an interview and they said, how do you feel wrestling's fake? And people say wrestling's fake. He said, it doesn't bother him as much anymore because people's ignorance, if it's not good, if it's not that, it's going to be something else when it comes to professional wrestling. Exactly. But to move your hands up... The Rock only said it during the week on Joe Rogan's podcast. Now, I haven't heard the full thing and, and don't quote me but they were talking like they were talking about Joe Rogan and how Joe Rogan was a kickboxer and one of the reasons at 21-22 he stopped kickboxing was because of the, 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 the brain damage he was taking he knew he was getting brain damage 
And The Rock was saying that it was one of the reasons it pulled him away from wrestling. He knew, and he said that at the time, uh, and again, I haven't listened, but it was basically along the lines of, uh, at the time when he was coming to the end of his WWE career and moving into movies, the CTE scandal in the NFL was a big thing. And he questioned it with the doctor. And the doctor was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the fact that he was a football player, right, in in what, high school, college. Did The Rock, the Rock never went pro, did he? Not to my knowledge, no. He was only, he was only college, wasn't he? The fact that he did that, he did, and then he was uh, wrestling, yeah. you know, you're guaranteed you're going to have a little bit of CTE in there. Like, you know, that shit's real. You know, they used to call it being punch drunk. That's in boxing. They say a, a fighter's punch drunk, not punch drunk. They've got CTE. Yeah. You know, it's a real fucking disease. And like, you know, it, it, you know, um, I think that when people say that, like, if you look at, I don't want to get into it because we spoke about it before, but you, you look at the likes of, uh, of Chris Benoit, the fact that it was all over his brain, like, and he was what thirty eight years of age, thirty nine. me about Benoit the most is they even said that you know his CT was so bad his brain was deformed, and people are still going, oh geez, his brain was deformed. Now they're saying like he's still a murderer. Wait, wait a second though. Oh yes, he did. I'm not trying to dismiss what he did it was a terrible, but. His brain was the he was not in his right mind. Like, um, oh, what's your man's name? Uh, the big, the fucking serial killer, uh, Ted Bundy. I watched the documentary on Ted Bundy there about six, seven months ago, and they were saying that, okay, right, he, he was evil, 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 okay, and they weren't saying that he wasn't evil, but what they were saying was that if they, if science. And the mental health and all of all of the services that are available worldwide today were available in the 70s and 80s. He probably would have been, if they would have caught him early, he probably would have been a fucking genius because he was so intelligent. And like people don't like to, to say that he was intelligent, but he was. He was fucking super fucking smart. Um you know, the fact that he was able to defend himself in court and get the better of solicitor of, of uh defense attorneys and prosecution. Um, you know, there's loads of stuff like that they need to look at. Like, you know, did something happen to him? Did he have a fall? Did he you know people do horrible things, but there's circumstances as to why they do horrible things. There's reasons. Um you know, you know, I Maybe I'm idealistic. I don't think that people just wake up and decide they're going to do something evil. I think circumstance impacts that. I don't. I just don't. Maybe it's just because I'm not that way. I just don't think people get up and say, like yesterday. Don't know if you heard about what happened in Dublin yesterday. Did you? I didn't. No. What happened? Well, I think we spoke about this before. So we spoke about the fact that there's no crime in Ireland, right? No gun crime or or no terrorist attacks or nothing like that ever happens in Ireland. Yesterday, uh, at around two or three o'clock in the middle of the day, uh, children, five-year-old, a five-year-old child, a four-year-old child, and I think a six-year-old child were stabbed by 
uh, an Algerian man in his fifties. The five-year-old child was uh, is in a very severe condition and light is fighting for her, uh, fighting for her life. As of yesterday, I haven't heard about it today, but in Dublin, yesterday, uh, there was essentially war on our streets. It's the only wor word I can use. The, uh, people who lived in the Dublin city centre uh, rioted. They actually rioted, and they destroyed Dublin yesterday. Like, um, they started off having a protest against uh, immigrants, and because the immigration laws in Ireland are very loose, like really loose. And they're letting a lot of immigrants into Ireland at the moment. And they're getting houses and healthcare and benefits before Irish people. And there's a lot of people quite unhappy about that. And there's a lot of protests happening on a weekly basis about it. And when these young kids, like there's certain things you're not allowed to go near in Ireland. Are, like there's, there's certain things you're, that because of the Catholic Church you're just not allowed to go near one is children and the other is women they're just it's just not tolerated like like I'm sure I'm sure it's the same all over the world but here in Ireland if something happens to a child you know it's 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 you know it's really dealt with quite the, the country kind of revolts but yesterday uh, these tugs went out to the streets and absolutely destroyed Dublin city centre. They set the uh, police cars on fire, the trains on fire, the buses on fire. They attacked the guards, all in protest against uh, what had happened. It's sad. What's going Fucking to hell? Nuts. Hmm? What's going to hell? Then the world is going to hell. It is indeed. The last part of the first half of the last official Killing the Business Worldwide podcast, Mex and I talked about the issues in the United States and about how what, the bomb's going to drop off our country soon. And when it does, it's going to be a mass, just like forest fire, then trash fire, just a conundrum. It's just a fuck show. I think I mean groceries are Definitely. groceries are being way too high. Housing market and taxes are getting way too high. It's gonna to get to a point where it's like people can't afford shit. It's like that in Ireland right now. It's like that here. Um it's uh the cost of living in, in, in Ireland and the UK at the moment is um is crazy. Like um like I'm not I, I, I won't talk figures because it, but I have a good job, okay? I'm not bragging. I, I have a good job and I earn a really, really good salary. Um, I earn such a good salary, we shouldn't struggle. And things are so expensive here, it's just unbelievable. Like, our, our, like, like our, I don't know, I don't know how your, your bills work in America, but like here we pay uh, like electricity bills. So like our electricity bill comes in from the, from the, from the government agency and uh, my monthly bill was like 611 euro. So that's, I don't know how much that is in dollars. How much is gas? Gas. So, how much is gas? So a liter, so you do it in gallons. We do it in liters. So a gallon, I don't liters. know. A liter, one liter at the moment is one euro and 79 cents 
and it ranged so from one euro and seventy nine cent to one euro and ninety cent. It kind of fluctuates. Southern so like where we are right now, it's three oh nine in American dollars. So we have a two. We have a two. How much is over there? Oh, here's three 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 oh nine. I paid last for a gallon. For a gallon. And that's cheap around here. I mean, you go into Brattleboro, bro, it's like three thirty-nine, three forty-nine. So how much is it cost See, you over here? Buy? How much is it over there, Max? Over here in Kentucky, in the U.S. Here it is two eighty-seven. How are you I'm, in the backwards of Vermont? That's like uh, we went to Walmart earlier. And Pepsi, which I drink, and I buy it by the cases, and it was like twelve dollars. Oh, hold on! And now I have six packs cool. of Coke. Okay. Yeah. An eight pack of beer. They're the same price. Don't give them free marketing. Wow. Don't give them free sponsorship there. <laughs> but we went and it's like it was like twelve almost thirteen dollars last week. Well, we go to today and check because I got down to a twelve pack. I went now it's like eight ninety nine a a twenty four pack. Jesus. But yet the bottles used to be like a dollar twenty-five. Now the two liter bottles of pop are like a dollar ninety-eight. So it's you know, we lower the pop on in cans, we're gonna raise the price into two liters. Yeah. My sister from California just told me the other day that a Big Mac meal is close to 20 bucks in California. Well, that's like, uh, I forgot, who was it? Somebody told me in Cal in uh, New York that I think they said gas is almost $8 a gallon. That's a brother. I'm like, Jesus. So, you know, I, I stopped and think, you know, maybe life ain't, too, ain't as hard as I thought it was here, you know, so. I thank the man above for that. Yeah, like a property tax here went up 200 bucks a quarter. And if he goes up another $200 again next year, we're going to be in trouble. Well, I mean, over here, we have a uh, athletic commission. And it's like $25 to get your wrestling license. Here in Kentucky, some states don't have an athletic commission, and more, and then we heard rumor that they're going to raise it up to a hundred dollars. And I told you know me and a couple of the other wrestlers talked to them. They're like, "Well, if we're paying a hundred dollars, can we color? Meaning, we can we bleed?" And they're like, "No." And I'm I'm saying to myself, if I'm putting out a hundred dollars for my license, I would definitely believe. 
And then you can't say nothing about it because I just gave you $100. And then if I give you $100 and you're telling me, no, I can't do this for $100, you bet your ass I'm going dis to disrespect the, the commission by bleeding because, you know, that's that's what I'm known for. Just like Man Man Pondo. It's like Ric Flair and title matches. No, Rick, you can't believe. Right. And I mean, it's, they told us no, and then they said, we don't know who who started that rumor that it's going to be $100. Because it used to be 10, I mean, 20. Now it's 25. I don't know how much it's going to be next year. I got to renew my license next month for next year. It's Biden's America. I hate to say it. It is Biden's America. They don't I, don't even want to call America. I, 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 I do not like I did not like Trump as president. I am not giving him a pass. I am not propelling him up to a higher pedestal. But the facts are the facts. The cost of living was way more easier to handle with. Because when Trump was in office, because he put America first. What's Biden doing? Oh, Israel, we got to help them. Ukraine, we got to send them a billion dollars. It's just like, put it's worldwide. It's, it it, it, it would have happened. It would have happened with Trump because it, ha it happened like, it, I, I understand, like, it would this would have happened with Trump because it, it happened in Europe. And it happened everywhere. It's happened all over the world. And it's happened because of a number of reasons. Because COVID, the entire world stopped for two years. And then as we came out of COVID, Ukraine did go into war. And from a European perspective, Europe required Russian oil on Ukrainian coal. And we couldn't get it. So we then had to start getting it from other sources, which drives up the price. Because when, when like the likes of the American market or the Middle Eastern market needs to start getting, um, you know, like you're, like in any industry, people look for something more, the price goes up. Because of, the, of how the European power works, again, it relies on Ukraine and Russia. And because that was affected, it had not gone effect over here. And... Donald Trump wouldn't have been able to stop that. I mean, you, I mean, you're probably right. I look at it as it who has the smoking gun. Biden does. Same And Biden, with his QO speech the other day, he said poor kids are not as smart as white kids. Which, which it works. Poor kids are not as smart as white kids. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I had to rewind that. And he wasn't to it again. And of course, I was like, he's saying that other kids who aren't white, is that what he's saying? I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. So, of course, I just dismissed it as in, like, he's stupid. Oh, okay. Then Rogan had a field day with it. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, I heard that too, actually. It's just like, okay. what does that mean exactly? See, that's the crazy thing with American politics. And it's something that over here, and to be quite honest, nearly everywhere in the rest of the world, look at America and they think it's so strange because in America, 
you're either a Republican or a Democrat, and you just have, well, most people have just that one view, and they refuse to listen to any other view. Here in Ireland and the UK, our political parties will work together. And you may vote, like, so far for sake, there's some parties I would never vote for. The ones who are like, like, there's a party over here called Sinn Féin, and they are, they're linked to the IRA. I would never vote for them. I would never, ever vote for them because of what, uh, because of the troubles. Um, I'd also never vote for a party that's linked to the other side. If there, there is no party in the South, but if there was, they wouldn't get my vote. But we have Fine Gael and we've got Fianna Fáil and they would work together. And you may vote for one, like like today or say this year, I might vote for one. And then in two years time, I might vote for another one, given what agenda they're going for. It's never just, you know, one sided. Like, you know, when people would, and when people are talking about politics here in, in Europe, they will listen to the other side and take it in and they'll agree. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But what, I, what we find over here with the American uh, politics is people have one view and they don't listen to another view. And they, they will stick, they will argue it to the core rather than trying to resolve the issues like if you think of what Barack Obama did Donald Trump spent four years trying to do it all and now Biden is trying to undo everything Donald Trump did rather than trying to build on what they're doing trying to make it better they're spending so much money they're spending nearly double or three times the amount of money to fix these issues in four years and there's never any real kind of growth like if you think like healthcare in America is not free, correct? Correct. Healthcare in Ireland is free. So like you know, same in same in the UK, healthcare is free. Now we can pay for private healthcare. What was it? What about education? Education. Oh, you've got free education, but then you got you also got private options. You see, I think like generic basic education, you know, to get a four-year degree, that should be free. In college, you mean? Yeah, in college. On um, college is not free. College, you got you have to pay for college in in in, in Ireland. But probably not nearly as much. I mean, if I go say I go four years in college in Ireland, is it gonna cost? Is it gonna cost me fifty euros, fifty thousand euros, sixty thousand? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What? Oh yeah. It, Depending on what you're doing, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, see, it's still slightly different. Like, I believe in America, like you have to pay it up front, correct? Where right. here, where here, it's like done in installments. So, like, like, so, like, my my I, my child is twelve. My eldest child is twelve. But like in six years, he'll go to college. So I'll pay when he goes to go to college. I'll pay for his first like six months up front. And then after that, then like it's done in installments rather than done up front. So it's like you know, they'd like they'd, they'd work and they'd get a job, and you'd also be paying it off. It's not up front, and you're they, like nine times out of ten, like nine times out of ten, people would come out of college with no debt. Where in America, and I know from having cousins who live in New York, you know they they leave college and they might have like you know thirty thousand euros worth of debt, so they gotta work, you know. 
their ass off for a couple of years to pay that off, where it's not like that here. You know, there is some people who would be, you know, wouldn't be smart with their money or, you know, but like here, you should never be leaving college in debt with the way it's structured. And most people who'd be like poor, like I hate saying poor, like I hate putting people into class brackets, but say people who don't have money, they'd get like, they'd get a grant to go to college and they wouldn't have to pay. So we, like it's something we do really well over here. Like hmm. we also don't have junior colleges. Like you've got junior colleges, which are below normal colleges. Am I correct? Yes. We don't have that here. We just have the one college. So if you go, if you decide to go and be a nurse, you're getting the same training as like so you know, you might decide to be a nurse and you might get say we do points, what's called points in in our our exam. So you might get five hundred points in your what's called the leave insert, and um, that's your last exam entry into college. But you could be you could like the entry level points for nursing could be two hundred points. So you could have you could have got four hundred and fifty points, and the person sitting beside you could have got two hundred. So there's no kind of like you know, no class bracket if that makes sense. I never finished college. I mean, I went to college and I was just so burnt out. I never went to college because you know because I mean I, I'm dyslexic. I'm warning this story. I had shitload of tutors in my senior year of high school. So when I did college, I was just so burnt out with everything. And after the, I completed my second year and my grade, like GPA was like 1.5. My mom sat me down and said like, how much is your head in college? And I was like, I'm trying. I just try. And so I feel like that I didn't quit college. It was no It's like a wrestling. When the referee stops the match, my mom was just like, you know, if you decide that that's it. You know, I think we should, we should pull you out and just go another way, like technical school, which I did. But it's just, she's like, it's like, you just, I can tell you're just burnt out. You know, and then not just like, See, the subject, was... like technology and computers and stuff like that. I was all, I was all into that. But when it came to like history or like, you know, like, United States economics. It's like, I don't fucking care. How's this going to be? My major in uh, college was beer. Yeah, there you go. That's all. And, you know, I, I luckily I got a scholarship, collegiate scholarship, you know, in, at Oklahoma State University. And I, I got injured. Was wasn't able to fulfill. OSU. OSU. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Mix. mix I, well, I, I want to say, I want to say I was there, but technically, in the records, it really don't show it because I mean, right before you know, as usual, you know, you start training in athletics way before the season starts, like yeah. preseason, I guess you could say. And I got injured. So before the season even started, I was already back home. I got I got pulled out in ninety eight. But yeah, my dad and I Oklahoma Staters. Guys, really? I have to drop it. That's yeah. okay. What's up, man? 
I have to drop off. I need to help with the baby. Okay, go take care of your baby. Go on. I'll, I'll see if I can get back on in a few minutes. Oh, what time is it right now? Yeah, we'll be going for another 15 minutes. Yeah, I'll see if I can get back on. Hi, then. You have a good day. But, yeah, I I, I went to college when the, they had Kenny Monday with Bumgardner, John Smith, uh, Carl Anderson, all these collegiate wrestlers. And, I mean, Kenny Monday and John Smith and uh, – Bumgarner were all United States Olympic team mm -hmm. members of wrestling, you know, and then, then you know, I tried, I, like I said, I worked my ass off to get there because I went on as a walk-on in college. And I went in there and I went to go try out for uh, wrestling. And uh, they... <laughs> And I, at this time, I was probably about 98 pounds. If that, that's with my clothes on. And the lightest weight in college was like 120. So, you know, I had a, I guess you could say that I was at a disadvantage. And, you know, I got injured. So, I, you know, I couldn't. Couldn't I know for a fact I couldn't deal with the college studies and all that. At that time, you know, I was young and dumb and didn't give a shit, you know, and my, like I said, my major was beer. And I just couldn't do it anymore. And I'm like, well, I guess it's time for me to head back home to KC. So I went back to Kansas City. And I mean, I couldn't help it. You know, it is what it is. It's like, you know, I didn't go out there to go get injured. You know, I didn't plan on it to get injured. You know, and the guy that hurt me didn't plan on injuring my leg. It was just, it it just happened. I just put my foot, my footage was wrong. And that was the result of it. Like Adam Cole and his injury is just one of those freak, right? Great things. Uh, did you also, oh, going back to the whole KPB media saga, yeah. So, okay, this year alone, I had my Facebook page taken down by Facebook, which to me, it, I'm starting to think, was it because I don't think it was because the Young Bucks copy wrote it. Wrote it. But it makes you wonder a little bit. And, you know, dumbass, we took too much time off. Now I have to go through a rebrand. But an old KDB media group page, someone put up a couple of pornographic posts on there this morning. And I had, really? I had no clue about it. I didn't know the group still existed until TJ and Scotty messaged me. They're like, have you looked at the TV, TV? They said page. So I look at the page. I'm like, what's wrong with the page? You know, nothing's wrong. The page is only one person can post up there. Everyone else could comment. Nothing was in the comments. Then I found like an old group a couple of years ago. <laughs> it was like, I was like, oh, that's what's going on. Okay. So I deactivated that whole group. <laughs> I was just like, 
it's just like one after well, another. See, I had like five to six of Facebook because I had your limited 5,000 friends. So I had them and I started deleting people and then messaged me back, you know, dude, I'm a big fan of yours. Why did you delete me? So I felt, you know, bad. So I put up another page. And then that page got full. And then same thing again. So I ended up with like five pages on Facebook. And then Facebook decided, okay, Mad Max is not a real human. We're going to yank his page out. So I'm like, what the fuck? So, you know, I had Mike Centoyo, Michael, Michael Centoyo, Michael Centoyo Sr., and then I got Mike Max, and then I had Mad Max, but like I said, they yanked that one right off. That's like a buddy of mine, well, Jagger Lane. He was on there. They yanked his, and he had he got in contact. I don't know how in the hell he did it, but he got in contact with him. He goes, that is me in my character in wrestling. So apparently he talked to him and made him realize, you know, oh, okay. So they gave him that back. I've been trying to get get a hold of them so I can have my Mad Mix back, but I have no contact with them whatsoever. They won't ever respond with me. They do that. They absolutely do that. That's like uh, I, I recently got. I, I recently got had um. I got myself banned on X again because I, wow. I I got into an argument with WWE fans. Don't need, need to fucking understand them things, but I got in an argument with one, and then they called me a, a point blank effing retard. So I said, "You WWE fans, do me a favor: go take a shotgun, put a bullet in it." Turn the bullet gun around. Don't you have to look down the barrel? Just look at just look at it from a distance. Smile, pull the trigger, and shoot yourself in the face so you so you can save the world from reproducing. And I was promoting violence. As I'm like, I was called a retard. At the retard. You never Not said he was a retard. You never said he was stupid or anything like that. All you said was to do this. And it will stop you from reproducing. It doesn't mean it was a bad thing. It doesn't mean it was a good thing. That, you know, that's what I understand with this damn generation. You know, back then, you know, we got it. We got pushed around in school. We didn't come back to school in our backpack with a gun in it or anything. No. The God pushed us. We turned around. Come on. Let's go. And this this was our weapons. And me, as little as I am, I had a fight almost every fucking day because, I, you know, they tried to bully me. And I was going to put up with that shit. And that's when I, I was the bad child. 
in school. They, you know, well, your son constantly is fighting. Well, no shit, because I'm trying to survive in this class, you know, and shit like this, you know, I'm trying to learn and all, but yet I got people fucking with me in school, you know, trying to push me in the lockers, you know, and shit like that, trying to pick me up and give me a swirly in the bathroom. I just got tired of it and I just started fighting back. And yeah, yet, like, kind of like that you, you fuck around, fuck around, see what happens, and then when you see what happens, you cry about it, and play victim. Right, you know, they're like, "Well, you shouldn't have hit him." Well, that motherfucker shouldn't have been trying to, you know, grab me and slam me up against the wall and try to shove me in a damn locker either. Well, why didn't you say that? I said, I tried. You guys just kept on, and I ended up the one with the dark cloud over me. <laughs> I said, which is BS. You know what started this back and forth on X is because I said that <laughs> even though I have my you know perspectives that might seem harsh, and I say like take Logan Paul for example. No, right. Even though I, you know, called him out with some things he said, and still believe he's a pathological liar, does not mean I wish him harm. I hope he grows, you know, has kids, grows old, is happy, and enjoys life. I don't wish he gets hit by a truck. I just called him out some things he said was untrue, and right away, oh, Rogan Paul, you great athlete, uh, 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 and I'm like. I'm not saying he's not a great athlete. I was just saying right. he said some things. I called him out on. I Googled it. Check my I was right. I was. And I proved him wrong. That's all. And then it's like, you know, I'm a fucking retard, Roland Paul, you know, future world champion, I was told. And I was just like, I never said he wasn't. I just said, I. Even though I felt like I was saying things that was too harsh about him, and I said, I, I hope he's lives to be 85, happy, you know. But nope, the, it, those people like that are just looking to start shit with people, they don't have a life. No, they don't. I mean, that's like. You know, they're looking, well, let's see what I can find a bitch about today. You know, and I mean, that's, you know, that's your opinion. You're allowed to have your opinion, just like every single one of us does on this earth. Everybody here has an opinion. Everybody has an asshole, too. So you're going to bitch about that? I mean, everyone has their own life, has their own opinion. I thought this was right. America. I thought we had a, it's like exactly. people are pounding their chest about SmackDown went against AEW Collision last week. 2.2 million SmackDown did. 200,000 Collision did. And it's like SmackDown, far more superior. SmackDown, as I'm trying to explain again, let me tell you what streaming's all about. Now, stream, like if I watch SmackDown on YouTube TV, it's not going to count for anything because I'm streamed it. And say, besides, don't I have the right to DVR Collision and watch SmackDown live and then watch Collision the next day? Or is it one of those, oh, I have to sit down and watch Collision if I like EAW better? 
I have to. Because if I don't, AEW is not going to survive. Give me a fucking break. I mean, everybody has their opinions. I mean, this person saying that, oh, SmackDown's the best. SmackDown's ratings are better. SmackDown got viewed more. Okay, that was that Friday. Let's see what happens this week. Yeah. You know? And I never said what AEW Collision, if you had streaming numbers, would beat SmackDown. Never said that. SmackDown numbers would probably have been even bigger streaming. But right. if you think guys like Will Ospreay is going to sign with a promotion that's only doing 200,000 views on a set, of course he's not. I mean, it's like that's like common sense you got to look into, but nope. Nope, 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 nope. Even that's though I did say that's what gets me. It's like, you know, they're like, my wife's like, well, all this and that, and I'm like, you know, hey, if I miss wrestling, that's fine. I got it programmed to be on my Hulu's, my stuff. When I get home, I can come back and play it. Or when you're at work, I can get on there and watch it. So I don't have to hear you, babe, can you come here and help me? Or I could use somebody's help. You know, I mean, it, it never fails. You know, every time I'm sitting down and the wrestling's starting to get really good with the storyline and all that, that's when my wife's like, babe, can you come here for a minute? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, never mind if you're watching wrestling. I'm like, no, you already called me out. I'm out here doing what you need. What do you need me to help you with? Yeah. And then she gets ill. And then now, like I told her, I said, look, I can watch it. I record it. I can watch it anytime I want to. But even even when I'm watching it, when it's recording, the kid, you know, it's either one of my kids calling, yelling, you know, calling my name or, you know, calling dad out or my wife's like, did you, you know, is, hey, did you get the kids to help clean the house while I'm here at work? I'm like, not yet. Why not? They're not all awake. I said, no. Well, it's already past my time. You know, when I get up at six o'clock, everybody needs to get up. I'm like, bullshit. I said, it will get done when we get up. As long yeah. as it gets done, why are you bitching about it? Yeah, but, just need to calm down. Like, like going back. She's got, she's got a C OCD, I believe mm-hmm. it is. Uh, and like I said, we'll we'll sit down and watch a movie. She'll get up, go to the bathroom. I said, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to bathroom. I said, oh, all right. I'm watching it. I get into it. Next thing I know, movie's over. Here comes my wife out, you know, in the front room. Bathroom's clean. What the fuck? You're supposed to be sitting here watching a movie with me. And instead, you ended up cleaning the bathroom? Well, the shower walls look nasty so I scrubbed them and then the floor didn't look clean so I swept mopped that then I you know I I cleaned the toilet I, I cleaned up the sink and all cleaned up washed the mirror cleaned it no no I'm like okay you had to do that right then and there 
Well, if it doesn't, if I didn't do it, it would never got done. I'm like, whoa. You know, it's just, I love her to death, but there's times where I just want to strangle her. <laughs> yeah, it's, it just kind of, but like I said, Vic, it just kind of kills me because it's like, it's just, it just kills me that, you know, of course, you know, going back and forth to the whole SmackDown quiz, it's like, oh, what do you watch? I watched Blitz Pre Pearl that night. I didn't watch SmackDown. I didn't watch AEW. There's a small promotion in Massachusetts. They had an event on independent wrestling television. I watched that. I didn't feel like I had to watch. It's like politics, Democrat or Republicans. What, wow, can I have be independent? Can I think my own free? Right? No, 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 no. You gotta pick one. Then fuck you. I'm not gonna I'm not a damn donkey elephant. Right. I mean, in my opinion, I like AEW more. The only thing that they, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, in my opinion, I'll like I said, I like. I just lost Max. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I just lost. There he is. There he but is. Like I said, you know. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I just lost Max. What the? But. You know, I watch Smack, I watch Raw, I watch Dynamite, I watch, you know, I watch it. I mean, I watch Raw, I watch NXT, I watch yeah. Rampage. See, you're a smart I watch, fan. Because, I I, watch. because when I was going with like Paul, Logan Paul ran and I, I said, I live by the whole, it is what it is. It's like, like WWE. We all know what type of guy Vince McMahon is. We know what he's done. Some people might think he's a piece of shit, but people still watch. That's fine. I'm not saying don't watch it. I'm just saying if you complain so much about it, then just boycott. Stop watching. I don't want to hear you bitch. About yeah, it. just turn the channel. Switch it or something. Shit, quit your bitching. It's like going but to McDonald's. You know, we, we all know McDonald's is bad for you. We know we shouldn't be eating it. But we all had the damn Big Mac sauce dripping from our chins once in a while. It is, but we know, we recognize this shit's bad. We recognize this man's a piece of shit who runs WWE. But you know, you recognize it. You're like, okay, you know, NFL. We know they don't give a damn about their players. We still watch it, but we just that's, know, we just that's recognize the truth. It, it's those people, like I said, those are the ones that if we ever had to purge, those should be the ones that should be taken out first. It's starting to be the deep south people. Like Louisiana. It, 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 just makes me, it just makes me ill, you know, that get a fucking lie. You know, if you don't like it, plain and simple. Don't watch it. If you think AEW is better than SmackDown or SmackDown is better than AEW, 
Then you watch which one you want to watch. No one's putting that gun to your head telling you, you need to watch Raw or you need to watch SmackDown or else. Or no, you need to watch AEW or else. You know, everybody, like I said, everybody has opinions, just like everybody has an asshole. Yeah. You know, it is. The you majority know. of the people that's, you know, real like that, have you noticed they never have their face on as a, as a profile picture? It's always like, exactly. it's always someone, it's like, why don't you show your face? Show your face and I'll take you more seriously. Well, that's like one day, you know, I ain't gonna lie. My step, my my two boys, stepchildren, were rebels. You know, they're they're rebellious and all. And I try to teach them old school ways. And you know, I got ill at them because you know I told them one thing and they totally did the opposite. And I got ill about it. And I talked to you know I put on Facebook you know, you know, these damn kids nowadays you know and all this and that and they're like how dare you. How dare you say that you're, you know, about your own kids and all? I'm like, I turn around like, bitch, do you, do you live here with these kids? No, you don't know the whole damn story. Yeah. I, I said, then you need to shut the fuck up. If you don't know the whole story, if you're not in my shoes, then your opinion to me don't mean shit. So, you know what? I'll delete you. And they're like, well, I'm just saying, you know, those children, those are God's children. They are saints. They're angels. I'm like, I've never said they weren't God's children, you know, God's children. I never said they weren't that. I never said they weren't angels. And I never said they weren't either. And they're like, well, how about this? I'll just delete you. And then, I won't have to deal with you anymore in my life. Deal with the drama. I'm like, that's fine, bitch. Do what you want. This is America, not America. See, your mistake you is know, you gave him too much. You gave him too much respect to say. I would just be like, bye. I'm like, you know, you want to say your piece? Fine. Go ahead. Then I'm gonna say mine. You know, I like don't waste my time. I ain't going to lose any sleep if you delete me. I ain't going to lose no sleep over that shit. Tough you guys. think you're better than me? That's your opinion. They're tough guys because you know, they're hiding behind this. This is what they hide behind. And they're so tough behind this. You know, they're so... They feel right. like, oh, I, I won that bad. As you're just like, what the fuck? It was, what was that? I mean, it, it, if... if you know, it's like I told him, I was like, you know, look, you want to deal with it? Deal with me. That's fine. You want to take it out with me? Take it out with me. I don't give a shit. I said, here's my address. Knock on my door. Tell me who you are. And then we'll go right back out in the front yard and we'll we'll solve it. You know, oh, that's all you guys think about is violence. Yeah, that's how I was growing up to me, Tempted. Not behind a keyboard. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, you, you're 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 such a pussy that you got to do it on a keyboard. Where how to say you know? If you say that, that on Facebook, if you say that on Facebook, what happens? You get thrown in jail, or you get smacked behind your wrist. Right. Like, 
what the heck is that? They're, you know, they're pursuing this. That's the thing. You know, I was on, you know, when when it was my space, you could pretty much say anything you wanted to and got away with it. But nowadays with Facebook, oh, you can't say that word. That's wrong. I mean, that's like, it's it's stupid because I have a, a, a good friend of mine that wrestles. He was the first black man to ever win the WWA title, championship title. And he would say the N-word like 50 times a day. But yet, you know, and he's like, you call me that. Don't mean I am one. You know, he goes, look at the definition of it. He goes, I, I am who I am. If you don't like me, walk that way, walk that way, that way, or that way. I don't care. But he's a black man, but he's the most whitest black man on earth. Because the way he acts, he don't, he just don't give a shit. And it's hilarious. It kills me. Some of the shit that he says. People just need to, we have our opinions. If you don't like about it, guess what? Don't talk about it. I'm, I grew up, right. old, I grew up old school. So the whole like, am I pro-life or pro-choice? I'm pro-life, but I'm not, I don't control your body. So whatever you want to do, go right ahead. I am not going to stand on picket well, rallies. I am not going to be like, pro-life, boy, you baby killer. I'm not like that. I just care about my own. That's it. Right. Transgenders. Well, that's right. Yeah, I think transgenders more of like a mental defect. Oh, you think we think you're a girl one day and stuff like that. Oh, I think it's mentally the chemicals aren't flowing properly. But if you want to right. change to be a girl, go ahead. It's your life. You want me to call you they them? Be nice, respectful to me and say, hey Vic, call me they them. You know, I don't, I'm not he, she, whatever. You got it. But if you like, oh, well, no, like uh, fuck you, fuck you, get the hell away from me. Well, that's like with Chris, Mr. Chris Falcon. Yeah. You talk to him and he's like, you know, hey, that's fine and all. You guys had a great podcast that day. Yeah. And like I said, you know, he's like, you know, this is who I am. If you don't like it, fine. You don't have to talk to me. If you do like me, then talk to me if you want. That's fine as well. Either no, way, I, I'm good with it. I There's a transgender down south named Skylar Conover. I've had her on my podcast twice before. And it was just because, not because transgender or anything, it was because she was such a music, awesome and amazing and musical talent. I had her on talk about her, you know, how she came, you know, musically involved. And then I had her again to play some songs. It wasn't about, you know, oh, you're transgender, uh, you're too, you know. Uh, no, it's, you're a Chiefs fan. I'm an Eagles fan. I mean, it's like right there. We get along. I mean, it's like, <laughs> Exactly. I mean, just because, you know, we lost by three points 
That don't mean, well, fuck you, muscat. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. You know, you you and your damn eagles. It was a game. Anybody could win. It's a 50-50 chance that we're going to win either way. Doesn't mean that I'm going to hate you. I mean, just because of that shit. I mean, golly. I mean, but some people think like that. You know, oh, fucking motherfucker is an Eagles fan. Fuck that shit, bastard. And all. Like, dude, you 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 got the Buffaloes. What the fuck are you bitching about? Yeah. You know. My, my, my parents called me one day. Was, my parents called me one day. It's like, hey, I just want to let you know that your sister just said that her boyfriend came out as transgender. We don't know. We're processing all this. Just want to let you, let you know as soon as we knew that you knew. What did I do? Didn't even process it, think about it. What did I do? I called my sister and was like, you okay with this? This is not going to this not making you unhappy or anything like that. You're happy with all this? She said yes. They talked about it for a while. They figured the time was right now. Okay. Okay. We support you. And for and I was going to fight in downtown Portland over like the transgender talk and stuff like that. And it was just uh what people do whatever. This is America. Exactly. I grew up saying this is the way exactly. of the brave. Now we have to judge and be gods over everyone saying, you're going to go to hell for that. No, if you want to be transgender, be a transgender. If you want to suck a dick, suck a damn dick. I just don't go that way. But you can do whatever you exactly. want. That's like I said, you know, like you said, like that one uh, comedian says, he goes, you know, it's a rainbow. That's their, that's their symbol, is it? as transgender and all. I'm like, okay, you know, that's your point. That's your you, that's your opinion. Don't mean I got to like it. Don't mean I got to like it. Don't mean I have to like it. Don't mean I don't have to either. That's your choice. All I, I believe in is that if that's your way, fine. Just don't shove it on me. Exactly. That's all, you know. Exactly, like this whole Pride Month, Black American History Month. I think that right there, when they're trying to be like, oh, we're, you know, we're just like everyone else. No, you're making yourself stand out, stick out, saying like, oh, Black History Month, we must honor the Black people in this world. We must honor Pride Month. We must honor the Pride people. Morgan Freeman himself once said he hates Black History Month. Because that acknowledges acknowledges racism. You just have to be like, you have to just be mellow and be like, we're all the same people. We don't need to be special like, like that. Well, that's like, I, I think I may have told you before, I went and I did a show and this, this mark just went crazy over me. And this guy was like, dude, I watch every single one of your pay-per-views. I watch you on YouTube. I watch every single thing category of you in wrestling. You, you where you started, where you where you're at. No, he goes, man, it's just incredible and all this and that. And he followed me around like a damn puppy dog, lost puppy dog. 
And he was, you know, I was getting my get my stuff together, put my gear on. He goes, dude. And I looked around. He goes, what? And I said, oh, they don't have no water here. He goes, oh, what kind of water you want? If we don't have it. I will go out of my way to get it for you. Just tell me what you need. And I'm like, I said, do me a favor. He goes, what? I said, take a deep breath and let it out. I said, he goes, all right. Now watch this. And I made him look at me. I took a deep breath. He goes, okay. I'm like, dude, I breathe the same air as you. Don't put me on no pedestal. I'm nobody special. I said, I consider myself an average wrestler. I said, I'm not blessed. I'm, you know, God did not give me the gift of being the best wrestler alive. I said, I just, something that I, I'm very passionate about. And I look, you know, I went and beyond to, to make it to where I'm at today. That's all. I'm just lucky. And he's like, dude, you're, or you are down to earth. I'm like, I will never forget where I came from, where I got my start, got my chance and opportunity to be where I'm at today. And, you know, I, I tell him every time, you know, this is, this is me, you know, if I shit, it stinks. If I fart, it's going to stink. You know, that's like, just like everybody else, you know, you fart, Vic, if you fart, it's going to probably stink. If I fart, it ain't going to smell like roses. Hell no. It's probably going to, you probably goddamn get a light match and light it just to get the smell out. Dude, my bedroom last night after Thanksgiving dinner, that was rancid. I won't lie. My wife and I, <laughs> oh, God, if you would imagine, you would see the fucking fireball from where you're at in Kentucky in my place. <laughs> I mean, it was that. <laughs> I, mean, I know my wife, my wife loves Subway. She loves their Black Forest meat. She'll get a Subway ham Black Forest meat. With extra meat. And we're in bed one night and I was laying there and I heard a and I swear it was like her asshole was in my nose. And I mean it woke me up from a dead sleep. <laughs> and I was like, no more of that ham for you. <laughs> I think it's it's tearing you up. We'll wrap it up in a couple of moments. Well, but, 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 but real fast, to give a perfect example, the height of the whole Trump presidency, and you know, I don't care who you vote for. I don't. Just don't show it down my face. Throw Willard Price. I'm going to start doing throwback episodes of my other shows. And he was a hardcore Trump supporter. And he's like, you know, pounding his chest about Trump, stuff like that. I had him on the show. And what we talked about was wrestling. And what we said at the end of each episode was just because we had different political point of views doesn't mean we should hate on each other. We just find something that we talk about. 
and he was on the show three right. separate times. It's like, wow. I mean, I just don't understand people being so hateful and everything. And they got a bitch about something. That's like my wife. She goes, when are you going to quit bitching? And like I told her, I said, look, I'm 57, going to be 58 years old. I've, I've worked since I was 14. I got a fake ID and started working. I said, I've done, done my part. Now, how many, you know, how many years I got left on this earth? I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. You know, and my enjoyment is peace and quiet. No, you know, nobody being a burden on to me. You know, I'm going to live my life and enjoy my life. Yeah. And you know, until you have, my dying day. And you know, you have this podcast. So if you want to bitch about something, we set it up and you can just air your grievances out that way. <laughs> but as everyone can tell, even though the, oh, the, shit, products, the product's going to change, it's going to be KDB Media. It's still going to be the same show, same setup, same guests, and same debauchery as always. Just not a problem. All right, sir. Next, thank you very much for joining me today. Appreciate it. Not a problem, sir. Give my best to your wife. Uh, I'll try. All depends on her mood. And let her know if she wants to yell at someone, yell at me. <laughs> I, I'm a big boy. <laughs> You, you take be, care, sir. You be easy, Max. And thank you for everyone who listened and watched. Especially Weston, because we'll be mostly on Spotify and Apple now. Not as much YouTube, because as you can tell, I have no background. So, anyways, this is KTB Media. Thank you for joining us, and you, everyone, have a nice day. Take care. God bless, and we're out. Yeah. Later, Max. Later. This is KTB Media, formerly known as Killing the Business Worldwide. Thanks, Young Bucks. I am your host, Vic Muscat. My colleagues tonight from Three Guys Walked Into a Bar. We got Scotty and Mr. TJ. Both their teams lost in a sad fashion. Both of our teams, all of our teams lost. You are, your Bengals lost to Pittsburgh. Bengals lost, Browns lost, Ohio State lost. You know, I I went and went and hung out in the woods trying to kill deer. I couldn't do that either. Otherwise, you'd see it hanging in the background. Couldn't do that. So I'm just just chilling here in my garage, sulking in my sorrow. Hey, congrats! Hey, Vic, congrats on the win. That's all I'm saying. At least I'm all polite. I'll be that polite to say congrats on the win. And I'll be that, that polite to say we got away with some very controversial call, no calls. That happens. There's a lot of that going around this weekend. Yeah, pretty much. So our guest today, the first guest of KTB Media, 
He is a high flyer from the beautiful state of Pennsylvania. He is a formal, formal multi-time five-star KSWA champion, the current reigning and defending one half of the KSWA tag team champions, a good friend of the show and my projects over the years. He is Joshua Kabar. How are you doing, sir? What's going on, Vic, man? It's it's great to be back on the show, dude. It feels like it's been so freaking long, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's taken us this long to link back up and get back on the show. Uh, I heard y'all talking about football. I love football, uh, but I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan because where I live, so sorry, it's man. Kinda, it's kind of your birthright. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, man. It's just kind of it's in my blood, and I can't help it, but <laughs> – uh, hell of a ball game yesterday. Uh, waiting for once we're getting get done, get wrapped up, we'll be getting ready for some Monday night football. So we'll have a uh, check that out. So, to be fair, my wife and I were Steeler fans as well. To a friend of ours who was a big time, like a diehard Eagles fan, passed away from cancer. Uh, so we decided to, you know, represent the green in his honor, but that was before last year. I just want to say that the Eagles are mediocre when we did this. Oh, okay. So not a bandwagon Eagles fan. No, we're not a bandwagon. They're like I'm a fan of football. It's not like, yeah, I'm, I'm a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but I'm also a fan of football. So if I see a, a team playing good football, it's you know, it is what it is. It's good stuff, you know. And Eagles are done. It's, you know, it's just I don't know. I watch just about every game, any game that I can. I'm a big fan of all football, especially if they're on my fantasy team. I mean, gotta really get into. <laughs> too bad Scotty was too busy. He told me to be part of my fantasy league, but you know. So, Josh, please uh, to tell these guys what made you decide to get into professional wrestling. Um, well, wait, decide to get into pro wrestling. I, dude, I don't, I don't have like that definitive moment of when like I knew, I knew, um, I just, is something that I've always wanted. I mean, ever since I was a kid, I grew up on wrestling, like my house every, you know, Monday night, every back then Thursday, every Saturday it was like we were watching we were watching wrestling pay-per-views. My parents were into it. Um, but I got a little bit older, and, you know, I was still big into wrestling. And I went to my first indie show. Uh, I think I was like 13 years old. Uh, this company called IWC that's uh, based out of the Pittsburgh area. They were wrestling in my hometown. And this guy named Jason Gorey gets up in the ring, and he's a littler guy. Uh, and if you actually follow any of my stuff, you know who I'm talking about. And that was sorry, Gory. If you if you watch this, uh, that was a long ass time ago, right? <laughs> I was thirteen years old. So uh, I watched him, and I saw that he could do it. So it's like, man, you know what? Because at the, up to that point, I never thought I would make it anywhere in wrestling. And I'm not saying I'm ever going to go big, big time. Not that at this point in my life, that's a big deal to me, but. That's when I knew, like, if he could do it, I could do it. And when I turned about uh, 14, 15 years old, I was following my cousin. He was trained with the stroke. So I was following around uh, to different companies throughout West Virginia, this one specifically called WVWA back then. 
And I was at every training, every show, sitting ringside. And the trainers, uh, Johnny Hart, Snakeman, Devin Michaels, and the Wildcat, asked me if I wanted to get in and learn. And by that point, I was already learning uh, behind the scenes. No one just knew it. 14, 15 years old, taking bumps on hardwood floors, which is not something you really tell people. Now I'm 30 years old and I don't care. So I just kind of let it know. But uh, yeah, no, man, wrestling is just something that's always been for me. Like my parents stopped watching wrestling around the time uh, Undertaker crucified Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, that's when they called it quits. Uh, yeah. My brother just kind of grew out of it. You know, it wasn't something that stuck with him. For me, it was, I just, I loved it. And then I still, to this very day, I love it. I love everything about pro wrestling. It's not just a physical sport. I don't care who you are. Uh, I don't care what kind of sport you play, what kind of athletes you've been your whole life. Until you are in a professional wrestling ring doing what we do week in and week out, it's just, you know, it's, a, it's hard to have an understanding and a respect for it. Or the, the people who are fans that have been long time fans that have followed wrestling and seen how it's evolved they have their respect for it, right it's hard to have that kind of respect and understanding of pro wrestling unless you've been around it and you get it uh for me this is it's an entertainment yeah but it's a physical sport that not many people are able to do and it's like you kind of take a pride in it you it you try to protect it and give it the best you got every time you go out there right at least that that's me anyway so you say your parents stopped watching after Stone Cold got crucified by the Undertaker? Yeah. That was 25 years ago. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Did, they, did they realize that there was an ECW episode where Raven crucified Sandman? Well, you see, my uh, ECW wasn't allowed in my house, so we had to sneak it. <laughs> like, we had to, like, hide in, in my brother's room and sneak. Or go to my cousin's house and sneak to watch ECW because my parents... They were not into that crap. Was that uh, one of them deals where uh, somebody would record it and you guys would watch it, or would you have to yeah, watch a lot it? Of yeah, a lot of VHS tapes, man. There was a lot of VHS tapes. I was sitting where, it, like, the start of the video, it's like, you know, somebody's birthday party or something. And it, was <laughs> it was great times. Great times. Nowadays, everything's on YouTube or on a platform, so you can see whatever. The barking in the background is my haters in, in the world. It, Hater. If someone, I mean, I got a couple Everybody's of. Everybody's got to have haters, Vic. It's just that means you're doing it. It means you're out there doing something. It just, some of the comments people send me is kind of, like, real, real fast. Someone said I looked like someone that would show up at Chris Hansen's Sting House. Chris Hansen's Sting House. You know, remember the show To Catch yeah. Predator? Yeah. Predator. People are just trolling, man. They're just trolling, trying to get you to get a get around that. You just ignore it, bro. Let it go. Oh no, they, these people. these two you can just laugh at. Just like okay, you know, <laughs> you got a good clap back, hit him, man. Who cares? Let him go. <laughs> Virgin <laughs> boy, mommy's boy. Okay. Uh, wait till people hear about my thoughts about Survivor Series, and they're gonna really hate me. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> So what states are you currently licensed in? Licensed in? See, there's only certain states in the United States that you have to be licensed in. I am not licensed in any. Um, to me, wrestling is like a, it's a, a right. 
Uh, and if I have to have a lot, I mean, I would because most of the time they're only like 10 bucks. I have had them for like Virginia, uh, Tennessee, or not Tennessee, Kentucky. But uh, I haven't been wrestling at any of those places, so I don't have a license right now. Because in Pennsylvania, you, there's no, I like for me to wrestle as a talent, there's no requirement for a license. Uh, Ohio, uh, we did Pigeon Forge. Since the last time I seen you, we did a tour uh, from Tennessee, uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, out to Waterloo, Wisconsin, something like that, somewhere out in Wisconsin. Uh, that was pretty cool. That was fun. I didn't have to have a license for any of that. Uh, I realized that I really hate it. I, dude, after, uh, going on 16 years in this business, I, my body in the car for like a long, long time. Cause it was just every show, just hitting show, 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 back in the car, back in the car, dude, my body did not respond to that very well. Uh, by the time I got home, I was ready to never go on another road trip ever again to do some wrestling. But uh, we did, it was fun. It was a good experience to have. I got to do some training with Dr. Tom Pritchard's down in Pigeon Forge. Uh, went out, had a great, no, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say great, but a crazy night of drinking with uh, Chase Stevens and a couple other cool guys. Um, but a lot, dude, a, we've done a lot of different things since the last time I've seen you, man. But uh, P Pittsburgh's my biggest. We wrestle all around the Pittsburgh area. Uh, we go out to Altoona, Johnstown area, if you're familiar with that. Uh, really, I'm just hitting the Pittsburgh loop right now. I haven't been traveling much, man. I've just been sticking around my areas, uh, wrestling for Rise uh, Pro Wrestling now, which is where, like, Lee Moriarty comes from, Lady Frost. Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, Thea Hale. Uh, there's a lot of talent from there that's made it, you know, elsewhere. So that's kind of what we're focused on at the moment. Is that with the uh, KSWA brand? No, KSWA is uh, – I'll probably wrestle there until I'm old and decrepit, Vic, to be honest with you. Because um, it, it's, uh, it's like a boys' club. It's a fun place uh, to wrestle. It's a, one of the longest running, the longest running promotion in the Pittsburgh area. It has a KSWA day in Pittsburgh. It has it's so much history. Uh, Dominic DiNucci was a big part of it. But that, that, that would be the tag belt, which I'm actually going to be defending this Saturday. Me and the Rev Ron Hunt will be defending the KSWA tag team titles. Uh, at the American Legion, uh, Langley American Legion in Sheridan, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, bell time. I, I'm not going to say a bell time because I don't want to butcher that one. I don't know if it's two or seven. I should probably get on that. Uh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, uh, KSWA is like, it's, it's a boys club, man. It's a family business, basically. And I love being there. Um, I I'll never leave until they make me leave. Like I, I usually we go out, hang out, uh, have parties and stuff afterwards. Uh, you know, cookouts together. A lot of us, yeah, parties, watch the football games. So it's it's a family, man, and it's not just a business over there. So that's that's something that I'll probably do forever. Tell us the night that you won the KSWA tag team titles. The night saw uh, okay, so the night me and Rev won these titles, dude. We did not 
think, right? Uh, I, we, we can't call it killing the business no more, but that's what you know we do here. At least I've always done that on your show. I just say what it is. Uh, we we definitely did not believe that we were winning the tag belts that night. Uh, we weren't sure. We had an idea, but we we didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, and we walked in, saw the run sheet, found out that was the plan. Um, it's just bittersweet, I think, man, because me and Rev were running hot for so long, and it was like our uh, our stable mates, like Curdy, Curdy, loving to death. Uh, he wasn't in KSWA with us at that time. Uh, he's there a little bit now. Um, AJ was getting like all these other bookings. Now he's getting ready to leave for Japan. So he wasn't around. So it was me and Rev. And finally, we were able to go capture some gold together, which uh, people told me that was going to happen years ago. And I, before I even knew who Rev was, before he knew who I was. And we went out and got those belts. And the crowd just like the, the building erupted, dude. Like they, they exploded. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And that was my third time holding a title for the company. So it was just nice to know, like I had just lost the five-star title uh, not long before that. So it was just, it was one for me, because to me, this is just a, a paperweight, basically. Like this is a great thing to have, but they're props, man. There's titles. Well, the first or second time I was on the, the your podcast, I had what, six of them? It's just, they're great to have. Uh, they do mean a lot, but... It's not like for me, it's that somebody thought that you could carry that part of their company well enough or that part of the, that division in their company well enough to have it. So I went from dropping the five star division after being so hot with it for so long and being able to to hand it over and somebody who took over it was going to do right by it. And then went straight into winning the tag team titles and have been one of the most dominant tag teams in the company's history. That means a lot to me, you know, and now we're going to see where we go from here. Uh, lots of conversations with a lot of the local Pittsburgh wrestling legends. They've actually been uh, the Irish Red Walsh had a great talk and have a great relationship with him. Uh, he used to wrestle WWF way back in the day, way, way back in the day, like enhancement talent, stuff like that. He's a Pittsburgh guy. So never know where we're going to go. After Fan Fest, it's the biggest show of the year in Pittsburgh, and it really is. Well, you know, the, the fact that they you went from holding one championship in the same company and then almost immediately gaining another shows that the owner, the promoter, already mm -hmm. had plans for you. That it's not like they're just going to push you off to the side and you got to work right. your way back up. They, you yeah, you were part of their plans from the start. Absolutely. Well, that's the nice thing about there. Like, I know they're always they always take care of me. They're they're thinking about my future. And that's something that's what you look for in a company when you're going to be wrestling for them, because if I'm going to work for you, I want you to work for me. This isn't I'm offering you a service. You should offer me a service more than just the ring. Like if you want to make if you want to build something that's going to be worthy, worthwhile and and last, that's how you do it. You build storylines. You think of what's going to come next for each story. And they do that. Uh, they've done it for me. So we just recently got to win the Timothy. Uh, no, it wasn't the Timothy Moore. Wow. Uh, I'm, I don't even remember the name. It was a tournament for the Hall of Fame. KSWA Hall of Fame. They have a tournament. It's a memorial tournament uh, for a kid. And I, I feel terrible for not remembering it. But uh I actually won that 
couple weeks ago and had the but they I don't have the trophy. It had stuff falling out of it after we got done with it. So they had to go get some things fixed. But yeah. Uh was, was it a one night tournament? Was that? Was it a one night tournament? Yeah. Yeah, it was a, a one night tournament. There was only um there was only like three. Well, we had the there's qualifiers before it and then they just went straight into semifinals. Uh, so there was the semifinals match. They were both triple threats. And then that uh, those went on to uh, the winner of those two matches went on to the finals in wrestling. So, yeah, it was fun. Just to, I looked up real fast. The last time you were on this show was November 18th, 2021. So almost two, wow, a little over two years ago. That's crazy. So there's a lot that's happened within two years, man. Like a lot, a lot has happened. That's when that's you like, had. That's when you had all those titles, and that's when you didn't have any hair. I was bald, yeah. Yeah. Now you bald for a long time up until uh, this isn't that. Like this is just this past summer I started. I figured because uh, this part of my hair it, it it doesn't grow in that well, so we shave all that. Figured if uh, I might as well grow it while I got it because my genes aren't that great. And uh, what about you two guys? What about you two guys? What's your guys' problems? <laughs> must, must must be nice to get to grow your hair back. <laughs> I just did the mohawk. I figured because that's all I can really do, anyways. So yeah, why not? If I grow my hair out, you guys, my dad, I'd grow a fro if I could. Caesar, the Caesar look, you know, the hair around and no. Hair right bozo, here. grow the bozo, the clown out. No, I'm not, I'm not gonna. That's what it would be if I grew mine out. My biggest thing, throw back here and nothing here. My biggest reason for growing the mohawk back out there, to be to be honest with you, because bald was a choice for me. Like it was way easier. Plus, I had these big crow's nest things that go way back up in, so it was annoying. But uh, I was in a locker room one day when I first started shaving my head bald. In my area, at least, there wasn't a whole lot of bald guys. Everybody had the long hair still that were kind of swinging around and get it soaking wet. I shaved my head bald, and about a year later, everybody I get in the locker room, everybody's bald. Like, there's half the roster's fucking bald. I'm like, dude, <laughs> yes, all right, uh, we're going to grow Mohawk out. I don't know what to do, you know. I try to stand out, man. I've been trying to stand out, and, like, I have – when I'm an apprentice now for uh, tattoos with a comp, uh, a shop named 138. Um, I've gotten covered. Like, dude, my whole st- I have a whole stomach piece. It just we just got to get it colored. Like, uh, sleeves are almost done. I've changed drastically in appearance over the past two years, and uh, it's it helps to stand out, I guess. So it's not so generic, I guess. I don't know. I don't feel like I've ever been generic, but in a world in Pittsburgh, dude, it's such a hub for indie wrestling that it's so hard to stand out because there's so much good talent around here. You got to do every little thing that you can to make someone notice. So you just pretty much reinvented yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm still a reverend, um, a reverend, not a pastor. I don't, I don't uh, pastor a church. I just. I have the degree, and I am a God-fearing Christian. I do. I love the Lord. Uh, but I'm known I'm more of an unorthodox 
My, a lot of people have their opinions about me just because of the way that I am. I'm more of a free spirit. Um, that's still that's still who Joshua Kavad is. He's never changed. Uh, he's always, you know, been a warrior of God who's here to try to help others, man. But to do it in the ring, it's it's a little more vicious. Uh, we do have. Oh, let me see. Uh, hold on. Maybe. There we go. So we do have another gimmick like that we've been doing with Kavan. It's the Lyle Shaddai. It's a, the evil version. Uh, it started 2PW. Uh, I don't know if you saw this on social media whenever it happened, but we freaking out. I got bloodbathed, and it kind of drove me nuts. And... Kavad became more of like a cult leader, and he doesn't like being called Kavad. It's love should I, but that's not who I am today, so it's okay. Uh -huh. We've done a lot, dude. So many different things, Vic. It's just it's nuts, man. I don't even know where to begin on some some of them. Well, between now and last November, what's some of the big matchups that you've had? The memorable matchups that you had. Since I've last spoken to you? Since you last spoke to me. Um, or in general, if something like stands out, you're like, nah, this one's better than this. Uh, so, dude, I've had a lot of great, a lot of great, great matches. Uh, I'm trying to remember what, what, Dude, my timeline's so jacked up of when things were. Um, it all kind of runs together sometimes. But um, since joining uh, the Apex, uh, the Jesus Club, back, oh, man, that's probably, I think, I don't know if that, ha I think that happened after I last had a podcast with you, uh, joining up with that group. And it's really been beneficial for my career. I've got to wrestle AJ Alexander, uh, who's a stable mate in some pretty great matches. He's getting ready to leave for Japan and live in the dojo with Tajiri. So uh, prayers to him and best wishes to him on the way over there. Um, How long is the tour over there? Uh, he's going to be there for a year, living in the dojo. Wow. And then, uh, then who knows? Uh, AJ's always kind of been destined for Japan. He's always wanted to go there. It's kind of that's uh, the only kind of wrestling he really watches. Like he watches it all, but that's his obsession. Uh, anything Japanese. So uh, I'm proud of him. Uh, happy for him. That's you know, I'm great. Glad, definitely glad he's getting that opportunity, man. He's grateful for it. So uh, me, I, people, you know, I, I've gotten a few opportunities to get to do some different things. Not I'm not out here putting in applications to go to Japan or nothing like that because that's not really what I care to do. I'd love to go to Mexico, wrestle AAA or something one day, maybe, if anything. But uh, for me, dude, local wrestling in Pittsburgh is a really hot thing, and it's got a great history and a lot of fans. And if I can just leave, leave a legacy, you know what I mean? Help, help other guys out because I, I, I dude, I started wrestling 14, 15 years old. Um, my body ain't got what the national televised promotions are looking for anymore. You know, there was a point in time, uh, but I put my body through the ringer. Uh, I've made some strides. I've knocked down doors in this company and people told me I never would or in this business. Uh, we'll see how far it goes, 
but it, my my end goal isn't WWE. It isn't AEW. It's just to do better than I did last time. That's all it is. In your opinion, your years of wrestling, what's the most painful, like standard wrestling maneuver? In your opinion, painful standard. Um, it's like you see, like in the ring, like in week in, week out, you know, or special, not like a sledgehammer in the head, or well, like yeah, uh, well, like most people would say chops because it's a chop, uh, but not everybody throws chops very well, so. And if you're conditioned right, that's not a big deal. For me personally, uh, because of my style, I, I hit like a lot of moves off the top, take a lot of high bumps, um, swan tons and superplexes. Like those bumps are rough if you're wrestling like three shows a weekend or four. I have a recent, uh, well, recently made. It was definitely since last time I talked to you. I wrestled five shows uh, in three days. And my body was so jacked after that. Because I'm doing, you know, I barely get out of the car to get to the locker room. And then music hits or you're getting up to the curtain. Adrenaline hits you and you just, you go. You wrap up tight. You go and you do what you got to do and get it over with. Man, I probably stayed in bed for the next two days after that. Just, uh, it, was, it was rough, dude. Lots of ice baths. But. Uh, worst, dude, there's some submissions that are pretty, there's no good way to take it. Like the uh, Boston Crab, I don't care who you are, unless you're really, really lazy with it, there is no good way to take that freaking move. Just a simple Boston Crab. It, at least for me, my back ain't the greatest. Uh, what about the camel clutch? We tried that when we were kids on each other, and I think we thought that was the most devastating. Yeah, if you really set it in, if you really grab a hold, you sit down. <laughs> yeah, man, that camel clutches, man, they're rough. Uh, I'm going to go with most of its submission maneuvers. Uh, the people think it's really simple, and a lot of those things don't hurt. But even when you're trying to protect the guy, a lot of those submissions, there's no way to take it without feeling some kind of physical pain. Uh, so those those suck to me. When it comes to bumps, that there's no bump that doesn't suck, man. At least I haven't found one yet. That's why the older you get uh, and the longer you're in a business, you meet guys who are trying to. That's why they talk about psychology and stories in wrestling. Because if you're just going out taking a million bumps, you're just beating the shit out your body for no reason. Well, you got to learn how to tell a story so you could take as little of those bumps as possible and walk away. And then you got more longevity to your career. Something I wasn't very good at for a very long time. Uh, just starting figuring that stuff out. So um, I, I don't I ain't got a good answer for that. Uh, I want to say submission maneuvers. Um, chops sucked every time. Just about I've ever taken one. A real snug Stan Hansen Larry. Those sucked every goddamn time. Uh, if you notice Stan Hansen Larry, that left-handed, oh, yeah. real snug. Oh, yeah. That, that sucked every time I've taken one because that, that one's coming. Uh, somebody who doesn't know how to throw a super kick or ends a Gary safely, those always suck. Any names you can give us? What's that? Any names you can give us? Names? 
Names about who can't throw a super kick against a girl. I could, but I'm not going to. I'm not, I'm not going to because I still have to work with these people professionally, and I don't want them getting the, uh, you know, some of the people I work with, if I'd name drop, because I'm friends with some of them, like I'm, and I've told them to their face, they're stiff as shit, but if I start name dropping them on podcast, then we might have an issue, and I don't need that. Right, they know who they are just by what you just said. Yeah, they know. They know they are. But that would be they good headlines. A lot of people will click on it. Justin Valcott talk shit about who? Oh, I gotta hear this. Yeah, no, it's dude. That's you can't funny. even do that anymore, man. The second you uh, you start talking about something that's bothering you in this business, you got fit in Pittsburgh, anyways. Politics around here, you can't have an opinion. Best thing you can do is shut up and sit down and just keep doing doing you. Stay in your lane. That's that's what I try to say, man. Best thing you can do is stay in your lane. Because if you try to call things for what it is, I've done it. Uh, not that long ago, I've done it. And some of the people that mean the most to you in a business to shut you down or some of the legends will try to, you know. But what you hear these same people uh, saying the same shit in locker rooms and behind closed doors, but nobody will step up and actually say something. Uh, but when you do, you're the bad guy. So I've learned to shut up, man. That's the best thing I can do. I'll shut up, sit over here, and play my games, do my tattoos, talk to Vic Muscat. Uh, people, you know, can think what they want about me. I mean, you're right. But I mean, I've had family who their their question was it was about when Trump was versus Clinton and the election was coming up, and they were like saying oh, who's going who's going to win. And I said. I, I'm Vermont, you know, burning Vermont. No, 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 no. He's not going to matter. Clinton or Trump. And my exact words were, if you had a gun to my head and I had to pick one or get shot, I would say people are just in love with celebrities. Trump's going to win this one out. And they still have not talked to me since this day. And we're yeah. like seven years Well, I mean, dude, people, uh, I, I see, I, I try not to get into the politics thing anymore. I, I, I have my opinions. Uh, my opinions yeah. don't line no, up but, with but most you, people. But you see, if you're just honest with them, even if you like kind of like generate people, like like people want you to coddle them and tell you, tell them what they want to hear and agree with them and just be a yes man. Nobody wants honesty, Vic. Uh, that's what's wrong. The second that somebody gets some honesty, they become offended or they think that they're being attacked or they try to justify their reasoning for something. And it's stupid. Everybody's there. My dad used to tell me all the time, and it's been in plenty of movies. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got them. Doesn't mean you got to share it with the world. And it's just. I'm just. Be quiet, stay to yourself. That's what social media is toxic, man, for that very reason. Because everybody wants to share opinions and everybody wants to disagree. And like you said it uh a couple minutes ago, man. And then people commenting some nasty stuff. People are trolls, people are cruel. Oh, yeah. It's it's a vicious place, dude. This is why it's best to try sometimes. Like I yeah, I'll always support your podcast. I'm never saying not to do that. Don't pay attention to the haters and the trolls, man. They're not worth your time. Oh, I don't. Uh I Instead of responding now, I just read the comments on the air and make fun of them. Yes, that's, that's great, dude. 
I'm wrong with that. I mean, that's Katie is my biggest troll. I'm always putting good stuff on there under a different name. I got like 38 different accounts, and I'm just in there like, oh my God, I can't believe you said things that are true. So, you know what, though? That's what you call a good friend, Vic, because he's making you better. <laughs> he's, he's, think, he's thinking in your skin, man. Yeah. You call a good friend. Yeah, he I did one of my boys, dude. I like, I wish I had some trolls like that, man. I wish one of my boys go make some fake accounts and come at me because we have a field day. But I'm sure I'd probably be stressed out and flipping. But well, to to to, to give TJ credit, there was a old when I was like working on the rebranding of the show. There was an old KTV media group that I had that I forgot about. And TJ say like you might want to check out your page. So I'm like looking at the page. I'm like, I don't see anything. What the heck is talking about? Then I typed in the search again. I was like, oh yeah, I had that group. And there was like all sorts of pornography up and down that group page. And I was like, oh, this might get be frowned upon. Right. Um, it, so popped I, up, it popped up. It popped up on my thing, and I was like, hey, there's three new things for KTB. And I was like, all right, let me go look. And I opened it up, and I'm like, yeah, this ain't what he's putting on there. <laughs> yes. And uh, I mean, you didn't have to beat around the bush to figure out what was going on in it. It was all there on the frame. And I'm like, nope, I don't think this is right. Hey, Vic, you might need to go check this shit. <laughs> Even the thumbnails are gay. You know something's wrong. Yeah, I've I've seen people put up pornography stuff like that on like regular, like, you know, promote, a, promote wrestling or promote an event or something like that. People just do that. Well, it's clickbait, dude. It's clickbait. It was when people click on it for I don't know why to hack phones to get information. I don't. So I don't. Don't click on stuff. If you don't know what it is. Don't click on. It. Especially if you see a naked photo. Don't click on. It. It's a trap. Don't do it, guys. On guys out there, I know you got men mentality. You see naked, you want to click on. Don't click on it. What would Jesus do? Jesus would not click on it. He would tell you. He wouldn't have a cell phone. So never mind. Ben, I, I'm just I'm screaming. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but now, yeah, no, don't click on that shit. Not cool. Don't click on it. It'll give you a virus. And not just, an aerial one. I mean, it might lead to that if you stayed on that rabbit hole, but it'll give you a technological virus at first. You should be careful where you go with it. Or grandma's credit cards all over the internet. There's somebody buying magazines with it. Just the other day, one of my credit cards was sent me a message like, "Do you spend a dollar on YouTube?" So I'm just like, "Is I know how it goes." It's like they always put like a little bit on the card, a little enough that you don't notice, and then they start dropping mm -hmm. bombs. And so I'm just like, uh, "No, I didn't." So I called them up, and they're like, "You have like 36 transactions that are pending." So I was like, "Wait a second. So I call up the app on my phone, put on my speaker, and there was like shit ton of just zeros, like pennies, zero dollars, pennies, zero dollars. I was like, okay, we got a problem. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I've never had, I've never had anybody steal my bank info. Knock on wood. Um, 
I've been in different states though where I've been trying to get gas. Like I'm hours and hours away. Uh, I stopped to get gas on my way to or from a show. And my bank thinks it's a fraud. So they lock my card. And it's a Sunday and I can't get a hold of anybody because the freaking call line's so backed up and I'm stuck somewhere hours away from my house. It's the worst, dude. I think that's why I'd rather have somebody steal my bank information than have my card locked in another state. It's the worst. They don't do it anymore, but they used to. Oh, yeah, they used to, yes. Do it better now. So, so I got a message similar to what you got, Vic, that said, hey, did you make these purchases? And it showed like two or three things. And I'm like, yeah, I think I did. But I know I didn't do the one. So I called the place and I said, yeah, I didn't do that one, but I did the other ones. And so he said, well, we just shut your card off. And I said, wait, what? You yeah, shut yeah. my I said, I need money due to Friday, and I'm not going to get a new card for how many days? And I said, can you leave it on for 10 minutes so I can get some cash? Nope, it's already shut off. What the fuck? Yeah, and they don't care, man. It's like, I don't I keep talking- a lot of cash on me, so that's my main go-to. That's the yeah, worst. But- cash is society, would that? Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't like that idea, but... It's heading that way, so. Right. Like a lot of things that this world does or turning into, but this is a happy show. Right. P.O.P., baby. Power of positivity. So what are some of the most important traits do you need to be good in professional wrestling? Uh, I think think that's subjective um, to the person. I think that most people can be gifted at pro wrestling because not every there, there's so many different roles in pro wrestling. You, like you don't just have to be a pro wrestler. There's referees, there's announcers, behind the scenes, there's story writers, there's producers, there's camera. Like, and they're all equally as important to the show itself. Um, in the wrestling talent world itself, even that is so uh, unique and. Uh, What's the word I'm, I'm looking for? Uh, and there are just so many different kinds of people in this business, so many different kinds of gimmicks. Um, that as long as you can find, as long if your body's able to take the pain, right, and the physical beating that it's going to be taking, um, you got to find what works for you. That's the biggest thing. If your body can take the beating. And you're able to get it to move the way you need to move and learn everything uh, safely and properly. You gotta have charisma, but you have to find out what works. But like, dude, think about the Undertaker, man. Me and Mark Calloway, WCW. Uh, they told him that no one would ever pay to see him wrestle. They didn't want him. Let him go. And then he goes and takes up a gimmick who doesn't talk. Doesn't he just comes out and walk some creepy freaking music with Paul Barry's The Undertaker? One of the he'll go down as one of the greatest of all time. You're right, the most infamous gimmick of all time, the Fino. Uh, you gotta find what fits you, and once you do, anybody can go somewhere, man. A lot of politics in wrestling. I feel like if you know how to talk to the right people, 
you know how to represent yourself well and talk to people and uh, figure out how to open up some doors, you can go anywhere. That's really what it comes down to. I've seen guys that are charismatic as can be, that are talented as can be, should have went somewhere uh, a decade ago and never did because they didn't know how to do business and represent themselves. It's hard to – it's subjective, Vic. It's very subjective, man. We live in a kiss-ass society. It's not how good you are on your resume. Is. It's uh, wrestling's been like that for that, – that's the business, man. It's been like that since Hogan. You know, it's who you know, who you blow, and yeah, it's what it is. You said it, not me. <laughs> it's it's true though. It's what it is, man. It's it, that's that's wrestling. There's a lot of politics in it, and I'm not saying you got to get caught up in it, and you have to feed into all the the BS, but. If you really want to like be the top guy, like you can work for it, you can spend years of your life and bust your ass, and that's great. But there's few people that really get there that way, man. It's a shame to say it. There's few people that get there that way. You have to learn how to politic through the locker rooms and through the different people. That's my opinion, but that's what I have learned over 15 years of being in pro wrestling is that that's how you do it. And I'm not that guy. I'm not about that. Uh, I do try to get along with everybody. I'm I politic where I have to, uh, but I'm not about screwing one guy to get to the next. It's just not who I am. It's like Cody Rhodes. I call him the American politician. Dude, he, he could be. He knows how to talk to people, but he learned that the hard way. Yeah, but, I, but I, the politicians, I just look at him like, you're full of shit. I, I, I change the channel. Like, you're full of shit. I don't want to even. I don't know, man. I, I have a lot of respect for Cody and his story and just where he's been. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I think he could do good things in different positions, but he knows that he's not the one to run a company. Uh, that's why he's back in WWE where he's making some, some different moves. Uh, I like Cody Rhodes. Uh, I'm not like one of them crazy Cody Rhodes fans. I'm not really a crazy fan about any pro wrestler right now, but I don't mind what he's doing. I'm a dumb. Uh, just a heads up, there might be a little clip out there of me calling him a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's hey, it. There's a heads man, up. Like we were just talking about, man, that's your opinion. You're entitled yeah. to it. I'm not yeah. offended. I don't care, man. You say whatever you want to say. You can what, call what, me piece of shit, you know? Well, you're on the show, so, well, that doesn't say much, I guess. But anyway, that's... <laughs> no, I have no problem with if someone says, you know, hey, you're wrong, even if it's like, hey, asshole, you're wrong, it shows me something that says I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not perfect. What do you want me to do about it? Yeah, uh, I'm, dude, everybody's uh, living in their own reality, Um you're subject to your own opinion, dude. It's it is what it is. I don't. I'm mad at you for it. If somebody gets mad about what somebody else says, and they they're not very secure about themselves because they let anybody take space up in their head. Not worth the time, man. Not worth think, it. Do you think social media hurts wrestling more than it helps it? Because he had the dirt sheets, you know, leaking information. Like, we all knew Randy Orton was going to come back before it was announced. And it was... 
uh, I mean, I think like some like some of the spoilers and stuff is, uh, it's bullshit. But everybody gets looking for it. And, you know, everybody wants the spoiler. Uh, but I think social media, if used properly, is one of the greatest things that pro wrestling's ever been given. Because uh, now everybody has more access to pro wrestling. And that's why you've seen such a resurgence of wrestling fans over the past decade or so. Uh, because there's more available to people. There's more to choose from. Uh, there's talent all over the world now that people actually know and actually uh, watch. Um, I believe that social media can be a hindrance, but it's also forced pro wrestling to evolve and get better at what we do and find new ways to shock the crowd or shock the fans and, and to give them something they've never seen before, which is the hardest part. But uh, I think it's forced us to to be better. The dirt sheets suck, but that's why you stay away from them. Everybody wants spoilers, man. It's like a kid on Christmas. Uh, it's just human nature. So it's going to be out there. Uh, even back way back in the day, there was rumors. and Might not have been uh, the same dirt sheets as there is today, but there was something out there where people were getting some spoilers. And there was always a smart mark. Yeah, always. That was called a 900 number. I just feel like if you have to give a spoiler, it's like, click here if you want to spoiler. If you spoiler or click here and you can mm -hmm. see the spoiler there. not just big letters or big meme that you see like CM Punk's coming back it's like yeah well yeah that's the format but that's why uh, I, I didn't get to watch Survivor Series live so uh, I was actually having I had to stay off of social media completely until I watched it uh and then uh, you end up being around somebody who's on on social media on their phone or like, dude, CM Punk's back. And I'm like, wow, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it happens. What do you think about CM Punk being back? I think he's damaged goods. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm not a fan of CM Punk. Um, it's like WWE initially, you know, fired him. UFC, two chances with them. They have no interest. AEW, two chances with them. No interest. Now, here he is, WWE. I think he's a problem. Um, he's he's just a problem. He's he's too sucked up, uh, sucked into himself, dude. Like, he's too worried about himself. He's just it's how he's always been though. Uh, he used to wrestle IWC way back in the day here in Pittsburgh. He's an asshole, plain and simple. Uh, but. Fans love him, so I guess we'll see where it goes. I don't see. I don't think it's going to last long. Uh, I'm not. I'm indifferent about it. Uh, definitely super excited. Randy Orton's back. Uh, came back looking jacked too. He's huge. Um, uh, Survivor Series was okay. It was all right. Was bad. Now, Punk was the first WWE run. I thought he was cool. Then he got fired, and I was like, "All right, you know, you're like supporting him because." You know, he, this is the first time. And then the AEW and then UFC and the AEW happened. And you're just like, oh, wait a second, dude, you're the problem. Yeah. It's not well, them, you're the problem. Dude, you can you go through company after company. It kind of speaks for itself. 
So, but we'll see. Uh, WWE's not going to play with that this time around, I'm sure. Um, but they're probably going to use it. Uh, like the Seth Rollins flipping out after the entrance, like screaming obscenities and F you and go at yourself. Pretty sure that's a word. Yeah, probably. That's what I think. That's, that's going to lead into something. Because, all right, you have him for, you'll, he'll make money for Seth Rollins feud. After that, you they might feed him the Roman Reigns to elevate his status. Well, think about it like... Uh, After that, what else? It's just like... Think about it in terms of like Stone Cold and Brian Pillman, dude, like how personal it was. If you can make it seem like a straight-up shoot, uh, to the point like they didn't air, like uh, they didn't televise on the pay-per-view of Seth Rollins freaking out or Rhea Ripley flipping him off, but... So many fans recorded Seth Rollins' reaction. And yeah. then there was other things that were said after the fact. It's just, dude, it's definitely, it's the best way to tell a story is for whenever you got me, who's been in the business for 15 years, and it's been a lifelong wrestling fan. When I see it and I'm like, oh, shit, you know, you did something right, you know, because you don't know. That's how you protect the business. That's how you do it right. They they did good with it. If it's a work, if it turns out to be a work, that was gold. That was money all day long. They did it right. Because Seth Seth can act, man. That's a, that dude knows his stuff. Like he's he can put on a show. So we'll we'll see. I guess. Yeah, it's it's not a work. Then a toxic CM Punk is already starting to hit. Well, it's if it's not a work. I mean, yeah, I think uh, CM Punk's toxic, but that also shows how much space he has up in somebody's head for Seth to just lose his shit like that. That's, to me, that's unprofessional. When Seth has been nothing but professional his entire career with WWE, uh, for me, that's that's wild. That's just something out of character for me, for Seth. If it's not, uh, if it's not a work. It's gotta be. See, Seth, that, that's super out of character for him, dude. Even if it's something he doesn't agree with, I don't see that kind of reaction. I mean, he's been openly vocal about how he feels about CM Punk, uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. They're definitely playing into that because of the history of how vocal he's been about it. Uh, you see, they had to squash a lot of beefs with CM Punk before they could get him back in that locker room. So. My I think it's. But my understanding, it wasn't Triple H that gave the green light to bring him back. It was um, who's who's that? Not Tony Khan, but Nick Khan. Nick Khan. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean Triple H had to definitely sit down and have a conversation with him too. Even though Triple H is the one that gave him all the stuff that CM Punk said about him way back in the day, it was all an angle, and that's why I think this is an angle now. Because the pipe bomb and everything people people think was a straight shoot, that was a work, dude. It was a work. And CM Punk ended up like, yeah, it was real feelings, but it was put into an angle. Uh, and things ended up not going the way CM Punk wanted, whatever, because WrestleMania and whatnot. But that's why I think it's a work now, dude, because CM Punk is controversial. Like, he knows. And WWE knows. That's what's going to work for him. To have controversy, 
So if you get Seth Rollins your first day back in the door, here's all these fan taking videos. Of Seth Rollins telling him to go f himself. Bam! Instant controversy, instant story, in dollar signs, dude. That's all there's to. Always remember though, Seth Rollins made fun of Matt Riddle not seeing his kids and being divorced and all that stuff. So for being a hundred percent professional, Seth Rollins, uh ninety well, I yeah, I guess, but for me on but he didn't do that like in front of the fans at a show after a match, you know what I mean? Like wasn't out in front of a live audience. Seth did that this shit out in front of a live audience. Um, I just don't see him doing that, man. I don't know. I could be wrong, but it's Survivor Series. I think it's a work just because of the history of everything else up to, up to that. Even if Seth isn't uh, as professional as I believe he is. I uh, There's so much other things for me that tells me this is a work. It's not a shoot. Seth might not really like him. A lot of people don't. But there's going to be an angle that comes up. There's got to be a match where afterwards you're just hurt, banged up, just pissed off. Isn't there? Um, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah so it's that's, that's a different level, though. I mean, that that's like being at the highest of levels uh, at what you do, man. You're Sus the heavyweight champion for one of the biggest companies, the biggest wrestling company in the world. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I hope that he's smarter than that, but if he wasn't, it, it's neither here nor there. I still I think it's work, man. I think that him and that Punk and Seth are probably going to uh, end up in an angle or some kind of feud. We'll see, though. I don't know. Maybe Sam Punk will go back to feuding Triple H or someone else. Who's, who knows? Well, my understanding, they're they're talking about a WrestleMania 40, Rollins versus Punk. Oh, um, there you go, dude. Yeah. That's WrestleMania quality. They'll build to it. And uh, Seth's proven that he's able to make uh, – he can make anybody look great. Because I don't think Punk has, since he's come back, when he went back to AEW, I don't think Punk was all that uh, in-ring-wise, right? He's been out for how how long? Over, like, what, 10 years of ring rest? Uh, so Seth has a good history of working with people like that and making them look really, really damn good. We'll see. Where do you, where do you see yourself in five years? Five years? Uh, hopefully... On a beach in Maryland somewhere, <laughs> uh, enjoying a breeze, enjoying the waves. Uh, dude, I used to have a good answer for that. Nowadays, I don't know. Hopefully, still wrestling. Uh, it's a good chance I might not be wrestling in five years. Uh, just the way injuries stacked up over the past couple. Or, the way things have been going. Um, either way, though, in five years, I look to still be in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. Uh, hopefully my ministry and has grown a lot more uh, by then, and I'm able to help a lot more people. Tattooing, uh, I'm looking uh, within the next five years, I plan to have a shop. Tattoo shop open up, me and my buddy. 
Um, and I have a uh, plan for festival style wrestling that I've had in the works for a couple of years now, uh, since 2020, actually. Uh, so I like to have all that going within five years. But I, I don't know, man. I'm going to be covered in tattoos. I know that. Uh, <laughs> I, I really pray that I'm still wrestling, though, man. I hope God's good to me and good to my body and allows me to keep doing it. It's such a fast-paced life, dude. It's hard to say. After 15 years, I'm surprised I'm still doing it now. Dude. I've already, uh, my whole life needs rebuilt. It's got a plate in it, five screws. I got a tore my ACL, MCL, meniscus, broke my sternum, collapsed the lung, broke three of my lower lumbar, broke my hands, couldn't tell you how many freaking times. Uh, ankle sprains, shoulder dislocations. Uh, dude, it's it's a rough road, man. So if God's good to me and my body, like I take a lot of ice baths. I invested in a hot tub uh, last year specifically for wrestling. I mean, who doesn't want a hot tub? But I needed that thing, man. It came in handy. Uh, so I'd love to say at the, the pinnacle of Pittsburgh wrestling. So, if I'm so, lucky. Sorry about that. Go ahead. No, uh, I was just saying, hopefully at the, uh, a few, at least a few national televised matches by then. About it. So, so if you if you've taken all these injuries that you just explained to us, uh, like there after the first two, I was like that was too many. Um, what type of crazy matches were you in where you ended up getting broken shit, or was it just regular regular old match and things just happened? I mean, it's usually the the simplest things, dude. It's usually the craziest of stuff is something that, like, yeah, it hurts for like a day or two, but you can walk it off and you're fine. Uh, it's usually the dumbest of things that cause it. Granted, whenever I was younger, I, dude, I drank a lot back then. Like, I was, uh, I was not a good person when I first started wrestling. We'll say that I was. I went through a, a lot of things since then, a whole lifestyle change, lived in a ministry, did things differently. Back then, dude, I used to drink like a fifth of whiskey and try to go out to the ring and do uh, hardcore matches. And, stuff. and the ring that we were wrestling in back then was, uh, it should have been a boxing ring. Dude. It was so freaking old. Like, I could have bumped on concrete and it would have felt better in this ring. Right. Uh, so it was rough. It was real rough. Um so, dude, but it, it's like uh, we did a show, was it last, not last weekend, a weekend before. Uh, I was on the, uh, towards Catanning, Pennsylvania, on the other side of Pittsburgh. And my body's so jacked from so long and all the injuries. I went to step up on the top rope and the guy didn't feed around quick enough to me. So I tried to stop and my knee just collapsed. So I came off the top rope where my knee collapsed. I basically fell. Uh, and I ended up, we were able to transition it into like a spear, even though it was not supposed to be a spear from the top rope. Didn't make a lot of sense, but, uh, I had to do what I had to do. Like, dude, you're, it's usually pretty stupid things that right. cause right. you to get hurt or somebody who doesn't know what they're doing that causes you to get hurt. So go ahead, DJ. Go ahead. Go ahead, DJ. Oh, so so do you ever watch any of the 
I catch them every now and again on like reels, and these guys are doing just batshit crazy. Like they're hitting each other with four hundred light bulbs, going through all this shit. You ever do stuff like that or no? Uh, I have I've friends that do some stuff like that. Uh, I've I've done light tubes, um, Lego. Like I don't mind Lego death matches, like Legos. That's I'll do Legos. That, I mean, they suck, but. I'll do Legos. Uh, like, have you ever stepped on a Lego? Think about it. Have you ever stepped on a Lego? I mean, they suck. There's no way not to make them suck. But uh, I'll do Lego matches. I've done light tubes. I'll do tables, chairs. Uh, like I like street fights because it takes a lot of thinking out of it. Uh, I just go out there and beat the shit out of each other. It's kind of what I, I like to do. But when it comes to some of these absolute, in, like, glass panes, and, bro, y'all be damned if you're putting me through a pane of glass. Uh, like you see, uh, that when Gage stabbed uh, David Arquette in the neck with a light tube, like that's stuff that can happen to anybody by by accident. You get jabbed in the neck with something. I'm good, man. I'm not trying to die. Like I still, most of us out here still have to go to work on Monday. Uh, I ain't doing. I think people that do that stuff are ludicrous. They're they're a special breed. There's a market for it because I'll like I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong, I'll watch somebody do something stupid like that, but I'm not gonna do it. Uh, and if you're one of my buddies and you're doing it, uh, you, you usually they get me telling them they're stupid or they should probably stop doing it. Yeah, running short on time. Tell us quickly about. I noticed you started a YouTube series recently. Um, well, I got the House of Gavad vlogs. Yeah, what is um, that all about? I saw, I saw your first one. I thought it was really, I thought it was really good. But I, it just uh, it kind of follows my story in indie wrestling. Uh, it's not like consistently every week. Uh, we struggled with that because of a busy schedule. But uh, it just kind of follows me throughout the week. Uh, preparation for a show two weeks. To where we're hitting multiple shows, uh, and it gives viewers a little more personal, you know, a lot, a lot of people like it because it gets to see what goes into it, and you kind of follow me around for the day of a show or the week of, and you get to hang out with me and my family, and yeah, it's it's fun, it's something fun we get to do, uh, something different. What's coming? Cool. Uh, we, we also oh. do the. Um, uh, God and uh, God and Kavad in the morning. Uh, we do that. It's like a morning devotion we've been doing. Uh, they're not all on YouTube right now. We only got one on YouTube, but they they get posted to Facebook in the mornings to where uh, I just sit out and read a devotion and ask a question and try to share with people and give people a chance to give their life to Jesus and uh, doing that. Like they're trying to do a couple. We have a couple different video projects in the works. Uh, that's something I'm like really into, but. Just keep it. Go to, over to YouTube and find Joshua Kavad. Hit that subscribe button, man, and keep up with everything that we're doing. Facebook, go follow me, Joshua Kavad. Uh, Joshua Miscanning Kavad. Uh, you'll find all. That's right, everyone. I mean, he gave his body to you in the professor wrestling ring. You can at least give him a click. Yeah, uh, come come follow me. And you go to YouTube. There's uh like there's a lot of my matches. They're shared on my um my wife's YouTube channel. But if you look up Joshua Kavad on YouTube, I promise you 
it'll take you straight to me every time. You'll find a lot of my matches on there. Go watch it, man. Go check it out. I'm not saying every match is five-star because not every match is five-star. Sometimes you have bad nights. But you will get a chance to see me on the Indie Wrestling Network. Uh, there's a lot of great talent on there as well. If you go check them out, you'll see a lot of me. Uh, see some of, some of the stuff that I do. Uh, so, you know, you can put a talent to the face that you're talking to instead of just seeing some guy sitting here talk a bunch of shit. For, uh, yeah. Uh, so what events do you have coming up? Uh, so this weekend, this Saturday, we got uh, KSWA's Fan Fest uh, with special guest Nikita Koloff and uh, Magnum TA. They'll be there. Uh, we'll be defending the tag straps. Uh the week after that, uh, December 8th, I will be in Worthington, Pennsylvania uh, in a titles on the pole match uh, for the two PW tag team titles. Uh, and the day after that, December 9th, I will be at the Uniontown Mall in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, my hometown, wrestling in a fatal four-way or five-way scramble. I have to go back and look at that for the Rise Extension Championship. I think that's it for December. I'm hoping. I need a little, you know, the breaks are nice. I'm become addicted to them. So I think that's it for December for my upcoming shows. Uh, if I'm forgetting somebody, I'm sorry. I apologize. So where can people find you on social media and where they can they get merchandise from you? So merchandise is uh, a little harder to come by. I don't really have an online shop, so you got to find me at a show. You see me at a show, I always got a pretty dope merch table set up. I do have a t-shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, something I designed. Uh, my wife actually drew it. It's a House of Kabod t-shirt on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. If you look up Joshua Kabod, you can't purchase that one, and I do get the profits, royalties, whatever from it. Um, what was the other question? I, I heard merchandise, and I'm sorry. It's immediate. Social media, uh, any social media, if you search Joshua Kavad or Jay Kavad, you will find me. Uh, Snapchat, Jay Kavad. I think Instagram is Joshua Kavad. Facebook's Joshua Kavad. Twitter's Joshua Kavad. Uh, Pinterest might be Jay Kavad. One or the other. If you search Joshua Kavad, though, you'll find most of my stuff. Scotty, TJ, any final questions or thoughts? No, I I don't. I, my pleasure. I already threw out my couple of questions. You know, I'm always sitting on the back, Vic. Except for Bryce Cannon. By the way, he said he missed you us on the 18th. Yeah, we didn't make it. We didn't make it because I didn't want to get beat up. We call one of my guests a bitch, so it's kind of like eh. God bless him, lie. Well, we gotta we gotta give Mr. Kavad the uh, the backstory on that. <laughs> No backstory on it. Yeah, you called somebody out. We, TJ and I have been going to a, uh, a show in Augusta, Georgia, uh, Intense Wrestling Entertainment. And um, we've been there several times over the last couple of years, and we interviewed some of them on this show. Well, one of the guests in particular, uh, I think uh, TJ was on a bender that night and basically called him a bitch on the air. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> we have the audio evidence. I said, Don't bring it up. You ain't gonna bring it up. 
So then I said, well, uh, Mr. Cannon, I will make sure that you will have your opportunity to get your hands on this guy because I'm bringing him to your show next month. So that got things rolling. And but uh, we didn't show up to the show because somebody backed out. Really? Who backed out? I said I'd be there. Who didn't really? Who didn't really go, dude? Was it you or was it me? No, it was me. I had to back out. Yeah, I feel like dealing with this shit, man. I was willing to go, but I'm not going by myself to go watch the shit. It's fun to go with your buddy. I had no reason to back out because I wasn't the one getting my ass kicked. Right. Stood outside the locker room with a lead pipe or something. (laughs) Make sure nobody comes in. Oh, he kept on telling me, make sure there's a bottle of water around him. Make sure there's a bottle of water around him. I was like, okay, well, make sure the bottle gets to be great. Right. And you guys disappoint me. I didn't want to. We'll make it up. We'll make it up. But Josh, I I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Nah, Vic, it's always good, man. Like I said, anytime, uh, let's not wait two years before we do it again. Uh, No. I was very busy uh, for the past two years, and we didn't really get, you know, we, we bought, dude, from between then and now, we, like, bought a house. We my, my old house got flooded. We finally bought a house. We moved. We made a lot of changes, did a lot of cool things. Uh, let's keep in touch, man. Definitely let's do this again soon. Uh, you know, I love being on the podcast. I love uh, shooting the shit with you guys. So, yeah, man. I, no, it's a pleasure being back on here, man. Anytime you need something, you already know, man. Shoot me a message. I got your back. And, and please, if you if there's ever a time you're like, that asshole's never hasn't talked to me for a while, throw something at me. I just <laughs> I have a two-year-old, a four-year-old running the show. It's like sometimes I just just give me a nudge. Yeah, he's uh, like a two or four-year-old running the show. He yeah. sees a squirrel. It's all good. Uh, I think like when it comes to Maine story of like my story of how I got to where I'm at. A lot of that has been discussed over the first like two podcasts. Uh, so there's not much we can do in ways of that. Now it's more just let's talk about what's going on now and opinions. And I think it was decent, dude. It's just there's always an audience for it, dude. People will see, you know, what we think about. Apparently Denmark likes it. There we go. Denmark is what I'm talking about. Denmark likes us Costa Rica, South Korea. I get a lot of uh, a lot of views from like uh, different places in Europe. I think like Germany. I got a lot of I get a lot of viewership. And I don't know why. No way like me, but they like us crazy Americans. I guess so. I guess so. They just like to see how stupid we are. Man, this guy's he's got fucking purple hair. Hey. Look, look, look at this hillbilly motherfucker. It's all he It is what it is. Yeah, I could be wrong. No, Denmark seems like it'd be pretty cool. Probably rather be there than here right now. So. Yeah, I was, I was stationed in Germany, and uh, they, they pretty much do see us like that. <laughs> that's, my that's, why they love, that's why they love the Hoff so much. The Hoff. I've had German wrestlers on before. God knows mm-hmm. what he was there thinking in their mind about me. 
<laughs> I got one coming up at the end of the month. <laughs> well, yeah. I've worked with some German guys. They're not bad, but I mean, everybody's cool. It doesn't matter where you come from, but yep. uh, I never had any issues uh, with them. But be careful with the jokes you make. I know that. Some of them make worse jokes than you would ever think of. <laughs> I'm just I'm just happy if we have done the language barrier. That's oh yeah. And that's right. that's the worst part. Well, I appreciate we'll have I'm gonna have you back on some part of the beginning of next year. Probably somewhere in January, probably. Because I do want you I do want to revisit your story. Definitely, man. Uh now uh my birthday's in January, so sometime after that, hopefully we we got some things happening, hopefully, between now and then that are going to be some pretty major milestones in my career. So, you know, definitely, let's do it. Yeah, cool. Very cool. We'll keep in touch then. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. This is KTB Media. I'm never going to get used to saying that. And we are all out. <laughs>